Kev, yes, I got a story for you. What's the story? Well, it's big. Okay. Well, not only big, How it's big? giant. Well, that's not even giant. It's, it's ginormous. Co- no, it's colossal. Ooh. It's colossal. Nice one. I know, right? So that is the theme <laughs> of loot time today. So for the for the you those of you blah 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 that don't know, <laughs> <laughs> this is loot time. We yes. have a lot of loot time to discuss these things. Uh, we are a podcast that discusses the franchises that come in Loot Crate every single month. Yep. So if you guys have been paying attention, we're already on episode 19. Mm-hmm. We've gotten a lot more listeners over the past few weeks, and I'd like to thank every single person that has yes. jumped onto our podcast. Thank you. I mean, it is amazing that what two weeks make from changing podcasting hosts. Right. I won't tell you who I was with, but I'm currently with Pippa. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to thank those guys as well. Um, the CEO, I've actually talked to him personally. He's an amazing guy. Set me up with this. This is a really cool service. So I know you probably, the people that have listened probably haven't seen our podcast before anywhere else than the podcasting apps that you guys currently listen on. Right. So thank you so much for clicking us. I'm sure Pippa's doing a great job putting our podcast out to you. Mm-hmm. You're clicking on and listening. So it's amazing. Um, for the, for, if you don't know, we are on a lot of other podcast apps. Um, we're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, brand new one that we're on now is iHeartRadio, which is phenomenal. So go on there, like us, yep. um, rate us, subscribe. It's freaking awesome to see ourselves on iHeartRadio. The response has just um, been... So, so keep that up. Uh, yeah, in the future, we're hopefully going to be on a few more things as it comes. I know Spotify is really behind right now on new submissions. So Come on, Spotify. I know, right? It's a colossal mistake that we're not on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to more big things later. Yes. Um, but yes, we do have our website out now. You can hear all of our episodes eventually on there. Obviously, I'm new to web development, so I'm kind of slowly but surely it's going to get stuff there. on there. Um, we'll be able to see uh, me and Kev. Uh-huh. Um, you'll be able to know about us hopefully soon. We'll get on there. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of awesome to to see ourselves growing. Um, having a website now, it's looptimepodcast.com. Looptimepodcast.com. Be sure to go there. Um, one other thing I'm going to be doing on the website is for Loot Crate is there's going to be a link in the upper left-hand corner on um, every page on mm-hmm. our website where you can click it, um, enter the code loot10 or whatever code right. comes up at the time uh-huh. to subscribe to Loot Crate. Um, get all the fun stuff that we're getting. Mm-hmm. Listen to us to know about the franchises upcoming. Um, we like gabbing about pop culture stuff, movies, um, our personal lives, where yeah. we've been when things come out, stuff like yep. that. So, um, be sure to listen every every month, twice a month, first and fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thanks again for listening. Thank um, you. We're going to be having a contest coming up for rating and reviewing as well, um, specifically geared towards that. So I know where all of our listeners kind of stand. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I love that we're listening, but I kind of want to get feedback just as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so tonight, um, or today, I guess, depending on what time of day you're listening. Right. Um, but it's tonight for us. We're recording at, uh, it's currently 9 p.m. Central it's Standard Time. It's 9 p.m.? Time. All right, sweet. You know, 98 degrees out. It's a hot <laughs> day. All right. So, so um, Kev, so colossal, yes. big. 
Um, do you have Huge. something? Do you have something big, colossal that's been your favorite? Either like a person, like the Hulk, or a monster, or a franchise. What what colossal thing do you like? Uh, it won't be. Um, it's part of uh the month's theme, but uh, Gojira himself, Godzilla. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's a big dude. He, gets, he, is, he keeps he is, getting bigger. He gets bigger. He gets smaller, and it's like they can't decide what how tall he wants to be. Uh, I guess Godzilla never had a height. He never had a designated height. Like so he's always like. Getting taller. And... So in like the black and white movies, yeah, you know, obviously he was tall as a building, but every, there was no special effects back then. Everything was kind of like you know yeah. built as models. So yep. it, he never seemed big on screen because that's just the way he was. Right. And you get the got the newest newest Godzilla that was like and over three hundred feet tall. Yeah, he's a giant freaking monster. Right. And you know, even the god the Godzilla of. Uh, what was the dude's name? Ferris, Bue- Ferris Bueller. Oh, uh, um, Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Broderick. The Matthew Broderick one. Yeah. Um, he you was... know, he was he was tall, but not as big as like the Empire State Building. He's kind of just about that height. Yeah. So he's a big dude. I mean, my big guy that I like, which we'll be talking about him today, mm-hmm. is Safe Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> Dude's a big freaking monster. Now, looks pretty angry on on my table here. Even yeah, he's he a looks tiny pretty little pissed guy. off. Yeah, well, you know, he was turned into marshmallow goo. Yeah. So that, that couldn't have been good for him. Make some, some nice hot cocoa or s'mores with that. Just I know, scoop it scoop up. It just in. And that's just what, that's what uh, Walter Peck should have done when he got dumped on. He should have been holding his uh, coffee mug of uh, of hot chocolate. And... I'm taking your inyards. Like... <laughs> I don't know. Is that considered? Well, I guess it wouldn't be considered cannibalism. No, unless there was another. Marshmallow Man. Yeah. Know? I don't know. It's kind of a fine line when it comes to, you know, it's not really meat. Would it be considered meat eating a marshmallow man? Or is it because he's made a marshmallow? It's already marshmallow. Like, like he's just a big just giant e- marshmallow. Eating his flesh? Yeah. Drinking his flesh? Seems which dirty. is like a marshmallow, right? I know. I is guess it, it would be kind of funny <laughs> if the aftermath of that is you see down the street of like uh, New Yorkers like kind of scooping it up and roasting marshmallows. Even the homeless guys over the fire bill, right, yeah. bills. You know, just roasting marshmallows uh-huh. with the destroyed Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah. That'd be awesome. So, why don't we jump right in? So, the very first franchise, so there's going to be four, just to let you know. Yep. There's Ghostbusters, uh, Marvel's The Hulk, there's Godzilla, and, and Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Um, and yes, it is Jurassic Park, even though Jurassic World's coming out, and you guys are probably like, yes. why aren't they going to talk about Jurassic World? Not we yet. Might, we we know, might mention it just a tiny smidge. Right. But we want to talk Jurassic Park because that's the theme, or that's the franchise for the theme. Uh, but we'll get to more of that later. Tonight is just Ghostbusters and Hulk. Oh. You have to turn in to our fifteenth episode mm-hmm. of the month. Fifteen June fifteenth episode. June 15th. Not, not the fifteenth episode. We're remember on episode that nineteen. Date. Yes, remember that's when Jurassic Park is going to happen, and we're going to have a secret special guest. Hopefully, hopefully, for that episode. Yes. I won't tell you who it is until I get it locked down. But we might have a special guest. For that episode, which will be amazing. Brian Cranston. So, Ghostbusters, we're already talking about it, so why don't we jump in? Screw the new one. New one was a joke, so we're not going to Never saw it. Oh, perfect. We don't even need to talk about it. Now, for (laughs) those of you that did like it, I mean, story-wise, yeah, it was okay, but overall, the special effects and all the other junk that went along with it, I was kind of tossed out the window. I mean, everyone's like, well, it's sexist, blah, blah, blah. Females can be Ghostbusters. 
it was just the way it was portrayed that that was down the toilet. Not that those women weren't funny or are uh, not funny and can't do it. Just the way they were portrayed just was over the top. Just it was like a Melissa McCarthy movie. It really was, just over the yeah. top and and garbage to my taste. It, but you know, if you liked it, I'm not going to say right. Everyone has their opinion. Yep. But uh, we're we're going to be talking about the old movies, yeah. Ghostbusters one and two. So of the two. I mean, if you could choose a favorite, which one would it be? That's a tough one, because the second movie, I think, scared me the most as a kid. Oh. But I enjoyed the first one just for the sole purpose of them being in the Statue of Liberty. Oh, yeah, Mark Tindall. Oh, no, that was the second one. Was that the second one? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, the slime over the hammer. And yeah. The okay. You want to uh, change your mind? Yeah, I'm going to have to change my mind. The second one. Even as it scared me with the kidnapping of the baby. And yeah, the slime through the toilet. Yeah. Dude, the slime through the toilet was so and freaky. It made me not want to take a bath yeah. for a long time. Now, okay, so Ghostbusters, if I can get my uh, my math straight. Here we go. We'll, we'll look it up. So the scene where uh, Sigourney Weaver's in the chair and the claws come up through the uh, the couch or her little chair. And yeah. She said, dude, that freaked the hell out of me. It was, for me, it was the part two when like Dan Aykroyd was like on the cable in the sewer line and it was like, oh, oh hanging over going, the slide. Yeah. Dude. Okay. So 1984 was when the original Ghostbusters came and out. It was like 89 for the second one. Uh, let me look that up. But yeah, so when the original one came out, I was only one years old. So I unfortunately did not get to see it until I was probably nine or 10. I think my parents finally let mm-hmm. me see it. So 93, 94 probably. Um, but the second Ghostbusters came out in 89. And honestly, if I, if I could think about it, I might've actually seen that one first since it had already come out and I, you know, was right. going to movies at that time. Uh-huh. Um, but the first one, I think definitely freaked me out. Like just the sheer fact of the age I was when I saw it, mm-hmm. just, I was like, oh my God, stuff can come through the couch, ghost, <laughs> yeah. Slimer. Um, I mean, I, I think the the, comedi- the comedic aspect with Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, um, Harold, uh, Harold Ramis. Yep. Um, Bill Murray. Yeah, I think. I oh, yeah, Murray. yep, yep. But, but those guys are amazing. They're funny. They're awesome. And I think the not necessarily comic relief of the movie mm-hmm. toned down the scariness, but Zool, uh, I'll post a picture on our uh, website of my uh, pop vinyl of Zool, man. Dude, even this pop vinyl is freaking nuts. It's nice. Like it is freaky as hell. And he's a little bit taller than everyone else, which was, I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, it's really hard to say what a favorite movie is since both movies scared the crap out of me as a kid. Right. But today, I mean, I, I still think I like the first one more than the second one, even though the storyline from the second one was great. Like, it was it was a f- fantastic storyline, you mm-hmm. know. The New Yorkers, you know, everyone's garbage. Everyone yells at each other. And then New Year's <laughs> Eve, they pull each other together. You know, it's all the negativity. That's what the whole right. thing was about. Was New York is a negative town. And, you know, in 1989, that's kind of what New York was. It was mm-hmm. a negative city. You know, theft was high and... Crime rates were high, and you know I don't know if there was necessarily gangsters in '89 in New York, but mm. I'm sure stuff like that was going around. Even like when Home Alone two came out, right? Like it was you all would... theft, and yeah, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep, it was theft. It was New York in the 
you know, 90s, mm-hmm. New Yorkers were portrayed as horrible people. Don't yeah. ask in New Yorker directions because they're going to they're they're yell at they're you. They're going to yell at you and shove you down. So I think that's that, that part of the movie did really make the most sense and really kind of... I think just to help out, you know, like this is, this is what's going on. It's kind of like a morality tale. Like if you help everyone, the slime goes away and the badness of New York goes away. And then mm-hmm. the Statue of Liberty can smash through the, the roof <laughs> and, and uh, finish the job. Right. And who wouldn't want to see that? Dude, they use that joystick from Nintendo yep. to control it. I mean, I honestly, I mean, I get it's all fictional and, and uh, they use the, the good slime, the positively charged slime. Yep. To, to make it come alive with like what they did with the toaster and the music. Yep. Which was really freaking funny. Um, but I, I get that it can come alive just like the toaster. Yep. But what did you, what did they connect the joystick to the Nintendo joystick to? They just take the wires that came from it and just kind of like peeled back like the, the plastic casing on it and just plugged it into like the slime or something or like what are I they? I don't know. Like I get that it can move and I get that part of it. Uh, but to be able to physically control it. That must that be a was powerful kind of, tool of a Nintendo controller. I know, right? Everyone, get your Nintendo Power Controller because it you'll be able to do slime. some stuff with that. Serious stuff. So, obviously, the theme today is colossal. Both movies had colossal Huge. things. Yeah. So, the first movie, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yep. Now, did you, when you were watching that movie and, and they were like, clear your minds, don't think of anything, uh-huh. were you trying to think of something at the time where you're like, what are they going to do? What would be a, a bad guy that can destroy the world? Or were you like, or you just kind of so enthralled in the movie that you're like, ah, I don't even care. I was, or were you not even noticing? Like, I was so thrilled as a kid. Cause I remember I was at my aunt and uncle's and I was flipping through their VHS tapes, their VHS tapes. And I was flipping through and it was a combo pack of the first and second movie. And I looked at my mom and I was like, what's this? I was like six or seven or something like that. And, uh, and she's like, it's Ghostbusters. And she, she described which one of them was. And, uh, the first one, uh, the marshmallow man. Yep. Uh, and I was like, well, let's flip that on. And when that scene came up, I think I was just for seeing it for the first time. I was just so thrilled into it. I was just like, I, I don't even care. Like, did you did on your rewatch where you're like, Oh, with what would it be? What would have been if they chose something else? That would never, have been a lot never tougher. Thought about thought about that. Been like, what other big giant things could they think of? Like a giant bunny rabbit, a giant New Yorker, like, a giant New Yorker destroy. Yeah. Oh, that would probably do it. Or I mean, I it's it's funny. Would would everything that they could have thought of would it have been big? A giant like, pizza, like, ooh, like just above New York and just <laughs> covers everyone in cheese yeah. and drowns them. I don't know. Hot grease and. But I think the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was definitely choice. was a great choice. I mean, he's angry. He wants. He's soft and he's soft and squishy. Yeah. And obviously, if you cross the screams, you can destroy the Marshmallow Man. He's slow, so you could probably just. Scrape off some shavings for a s'more or something. Like, yeah, it was kind of sad they exploded them because if you know they could have fed hungry people if they would act could could have destroyed them. Right now without, it's all spoiled. Yeah, it's a spoiled marshmallow. They had a, the cleanup on that must have been nuts. Right and the, sticky. <laughs> you think they were wearing hazmat suits to clean up? I want to see a movie where it's the aftermath. 
So you have Ghostbusters the movie done. I want a movie that is the cleanup. Yeah. Like who does? It's kind of like the beginning of Spider-Man: Homecoming. You got the guys that are cleaning up. Yeah, and they get know, shut down. And... Like I want a movie of that. <laughs> like the guy, down. the guys cleaning up New York City of after marshmallows. Giant, <laughs> giant, like squeegees on sides of buildings. <laughs> I mean, it could have taken a lot. I mean, do you think without crossing the streams, they could have taken them down? I mean, they had them. They had them on fire. They like zapped them right in the chest. Got them yep. on fire and. And they were like, man, this guy's just not going on. They were like, okay, let's let's close the gate, and that'll get rid of him. But do you think, if they didn't think of that, you think they could have still taken him down with those proton packs? I think so. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think they gave up too early. Yeah. I mean, just hop off the head. That's all you had to do, like right across the head. Although Zool is still there, and she probably would have been super pissed and, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I, they but Ray, Ray made the stupidest decision ever, though. He he told her uh, he told her he wasn't a god. That that, that was why you should have just played along with it. Bought you Are more time. You a god? Yes. Yes. Of course I am. I'm a man, baby. No, that's a different <laughs> franchise. That's Austin Powers. <laughs> but no, yeah. See, like if you're if this is something that's endangering New York, the or the state, or the country, or the world. You want to try and buy as much time. Yes. And be like, I am a god. This is my weapon. This is my power. Yeah. You know, I can shoot. I can shoot this. Like. Yeah. Zul was, uh, Zul was kind of a bastard. She was like, okay, I'll let you decide what's. To do. I mean, she was kind of nice, though. She was like, right. I'll let you choose your destructor. She was. She was diplomatic about the situation. Yes. She, she gave them the option. And they told everyone to clutter their minds, but, you know, Ray. He was thinking about his uh, camping and roasting stave off marshmallows. And then, yep. he, then he went into completely into uh, childhood Ray and lost his psyche. And it, boom! It, I'm, I mean, I guess I would say too. It, it's it's not a bad choice. I no. mean, it's a, it's a of jo- all the choices they probably could have made. That was probably that the was best probably one. Probably the best one. Right. So there's also obviously they're not as big, but the dogs. Yep. That freaked me out. Yes. I mean, so Sigourney Weaver's character, the gatekeeper, yep. and Rick Moranis' character, the key master, turned yep. into those those dogs. Yep. Now, the funny thing was, is after Zul was gone, they didn't remain dogs. They, were, they, they morphed they back, morphed back into... Which is kind of funny, because the statues, like, they turned into, like, the, the, they hardened and yeah. turned into the dog statues, but then they were kind of inside the dog statues. I thought that like was kind of weird. You, you would think that either A, they would die because they were part of Zool. Right. Or B, they would just, I don't know, stay dogs. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It was kind of weird that they that would back. That I guess would suck. To, but... I guess you had to have a, I mean, the only way to have a second movie right. would be have them come back. But I do think it's kind of weird that between movie one and movie two that it was so far apart. Like, I mean, I mean, 84 to 89. That's four years or five years to to make a movie. Now the cool thing about it is is they were written by the same, you know, uh, Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd wrote the movie, right? So it was kind of cool that they took the time and and wrote these movies. It doesn't and, feel rushed. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to rush sequels. That's the other thing about right. a lot of uh, movies out there. Like, I mean, good example, Harry Potter. I mean, yeah, it was in a book, every, yeah, but every year it was like new movie. Every year, let's go, let's film it, let's make it. Mm-hmm. But that's 
but this was an original story too. I right. mean, that was a cool thing. They took their time with it and wrote it. And these guys are really funny writers. And then Ivan Retman, the director, he's done so many great things, you know, with, mm-hmm. with these guys' scripts that honestly, you know, take your five years. Right. Yeah. You know, why not? Like the first movie was such a hit. Like you should have enough, like even as a studio, be like, take all the time that you guys need. Yep. Exactly. Like, so, um, but yeah, the dogs, they scare you. They scare yeah. me. Oh, yeah. They're pretty freaky. Mm-hmm. I just like hold the whole Rick Moranis. Yeah, I got it. I don't have any dog biscuits. Right. Or like when he was <laughs> nice possessed doggy. and he was running across the street and he was like, <laughs> dude, that was so fun. Dude, his little cap thing. Yeah. And the dog, that was kind of the other thing. The dog was in his mind. Like when they right. put the cap on his head. Uh huh. The, the little brain scanning thing showed him as the demon dog. Yep. Which I thought was really freaky. And he liked popcorn, too. But he acted like a dog, too. That was kind of the funny thing. Yeah. Or as or as he said at his party, he's like, someone let a bear into the, into yeah. the apartment. Yeah. I mean, the graphics on it were phenomenal, too. Like, right. the special effects for 84... I mean, they were done amazingly. It wasn't. Like, that was. It wasn't like the Toxic Avenger or anything. Like no, that. no, no. <laughs> it was, they they did a really, really good job with that. Yes. So, last thing with uh, Ghostbusters, and this is kind of kind of not off topic, but the cool. Th- I was watching. Uh, I was donating plasma the other day. And I was kind of yep. going, going through Netflix, and they have the real Ghostbusters, the cartoon, the cartoon on Netflix now. Yes. So, I mean, I remember watching a little bit of it as a kid growing yep. up. It's not something forefront in my mind because I was more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and a lot of uh, Looney Tunes animation. Yeah, and stuff Tiny like Tunes. Tiny and... Tunes and Animaniacs, stuff like that. So yeah. I didn't really get into those cartoons necessarily. I mean, I watched G.I. Joe and Transformers and stuff like that. But uh, Real Ghostbusters was kind of pushed off, off. my radar yeah. a little bit, at least in my memory. I'm sure I watched most of it. But I watched the pilot again. Yeah. And it was really good. And yeah. It was really the animation styles. Was, I mean, 90s old school, but yeah. it, was, it was phenomenal. And the one thing that I took away was Slimer became part of the team. Yep. Which I was like, it, it was like his little pet. Like, Slimer was the, the pet of the Ghostbusters. And he kept, yeah. like, getting in trouble, too. So it was yep. like, Slimer. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. It was kind of cute. It was, you know... Not from the movie because it was made a little bit separately, right? But I mean, it was definitely nice, like to see them take a character from the first movie who wasn't really a bad guy. He was just the first ghost that they encountered, encountered and caught. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, he became such a hit too. Slimer doesn't wasn't this one off ghost. It's kind of like a porg in a way. Yeah. You know, they they originally Star Wars like, oh, we're gonna have this cute little pork animal. And it just turned into this giant here stuffed animals and blah blah. But Slyra was like the early early eighties porg. Like they're like, it's this guy, he's in the scene for five, ten minutes, uh-huh. tops. They catch him. Oh my first ghost. Okay, now they start getting calls everywhere. But he blows up. They have like Slimer toys, they have Slimer ecto coolers. Yeah. Yep. Um uh Slimer plush toys and even like the action figures for Ghostbusters, Slimer. they they had Slimer. They even had like uh, Peter Bankman covered in slime yep. as an action figure. Yep. So like the like Slimer, even though he was only in the scene for so many times, people just picked up on it and was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna milk this for all it's worth. Mm-hmm. And they so, did it. 
Yep, they did it. So that was kind of cool. That was definitely something that I thought was really cool for the animated series. And uh-huh. the other funny thing is the pilot gave them the name, the real Ghostbusters. Do you remember why? Why is that? Okay, so the ghost that they were trying to cast in the first episode, uh-huh. they were like, oh, stupid Ghostbusters. So they became Ghostbusters themselves. Oh, and so they always called in the, the tips, uh-huh. and they always just showed up at the place because they were the ghosts, and they oh. captured their, their like little kid or whatever. Uh-huh. That's what it was. And and uh, that's what, at the end, they became, okay, we're the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. So I, I thought that was kind of funny. That's where the name came from. So, But yeah, why don't we move from a Green Slimer to someone else that's green. Green. And that angry. He's, and angry, and he's big, colossal even, Yeah, is the Hulk. So, for those of you that don't know, mm-hmm. the Hulk's real name is uh, Bruce Banner. He's a smart little guy who's uh, working with uh, stuff you probably shouldn't be. Nuclear it, radiation. Stuff happens. Stuff happens, and uh, I mean, there's a lot, been a lot of Hulks out there, but yep. basically the Hulk was in an accident from the radiation. Yep. And I don't know how or why, but he turned into a giant monster whenever he got angry. Yep. Now, <laughs> it's always funny to me where superheroes tend to come from and how they're thought of. Right. And to turn into a big giant green monster when you're angry, it's just kind of weird. I mean, maybe I could see I could see the extensive strength. I could uh-huh. see the, you know, the super you know, human powers jumping and flying and taking bullets off your body. Nope, let's just have him get angry. But angry and completely torn apart. Right. Now, if I were the Hulk, I'd be pissed if that would be my superpower because you know how many clothes you probably destroyed? I and... never understood where, like, when he's coming back down to Bruce Banner, how, like... The clothes shrink? The clothes shrink, or they're just not, like, completely, like, ripped. Well, it's funny. The shirt always rips. Like, the shirt always goes up in yep. smoke and is gone. Yep. Shirts always gone. Now the pants rip, but only they don't, up to. But they go up to like his thigh, and they stay perfectly fine. Now, the pants were the same size as the shirt, right? And his body gets just as large. So how do the pants not completely just shred off and he's naked? Right. Now, obviously, that's Marvel and right. there's seal of approval and stuff, so you can't have that. Yep. But I mean, really, come on, it's... you can't say your shirt's gonna rip and not your pants. Like yeah, if 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 pants aren't gonna rip, you would at least think okay. So he's he's changing into the Hulk. Things are ripping, uh, but if he's gonna start moving around, that should give more motion for the pants to rip. Yeah, like exactly. So it's I guess you can't have a naked Hulk. There's there's some uh, loopholes in the uh, yeah that the would uh, that would be not something to see. That would that would. Uh, yeah, that would change. That'd be an R-rated. Uh, yeah, we could have an R-rated Hulk. We haven't had that yet. <laughs> it's R-rated because he's naked. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. It could be. It could be like Ben Grimm. I mean, remember how Johnny Storm was asking about his junk? You know, is it? Uh, you know, is it there anymore? Because he's all rock. Yeah. I don't know. I will say it's always. Nope. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so what makes him tick? I mean, there's, it, it's really weird also, like why he becomes angry. Uh, and I always thought originally, at least from what I've seen of Hulk mm-hmm. is he never really gets angry at, at stuff. He gets angry to help. Yep. 
Which is kind of weird, because so, can can you just... Okay, so someone's destroying your city. I mean, you're like, Grr, I'm angry that he's destroying my city, and I need right. to save him, and you turn to the Hulk? Or is there something specific that makes him tick that, you know, he can get angry? Oh my god, there's a disdaining come out of my shirt <laughs> when I wash it, and Hulk's out and smashes everything. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, right. what... what it's it always seems like the distress. Like every hero always needs to have someone that they protect that always gets in trouble. Yeah, like well, it's Betty. Like yep, there's that. So is it is that what makes him tick? Okay, so I'm not gonna get angry and Hulk out unless uh, she's in trouble. Right. Like is that the? I, I mean, that's one of the weird things about it is because I get angry at things all the time, and if I was uncontrollable about my right. anger, right. Well, uh oh. Like, what if you went, like, shopping with Betty, like, perfectly normal. Bruce Banner and Betty go grocery shopping. They're about to walk out. They they go through the doors, and it starts beeping, like something didn't get printed on the receipt. So then the manager comes over. We're going to have to review your items. You hawk out. Just, and like, smash up and the smash store. up the grocery store because you're pissed off because... Manager put hands on Betty because of an item that wasn't on the receipt, and it's like now you're tearing up a grocery store. Yeah, I, I mean that would also be a fun Hulk uh, <laughs> moment. Just like like the whole after the after the you know cleaning up after tragic events sort of thing. But right. let's put Hulk in normal everyday situations and see what makes him angry. I would watch that show. I would. I would be a watch show on him. Netflix. It would. Uh, I would put him in the Los Angeles traffic jam. In rush hour. There you go. DMV, uh, waiting in line at the DMV. DMV. Um, probably uh, maybe to vote. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> um, Hulk smash ballot box. Right. <laughs> I don't Just know. circle one. Like, but, getting, oh, but getting in trouble in the traffic jam, that would be crazy. Yeah. How many cars do you think he'd have to go through? He hulks out every traffic jam. He would probably jam. like... Pick up his car and shove everyone else oh, off. Oh, so to he the would side. know he'd be getting angry, so he'd get out of the car first so he wouldn't destroy it? Maybe. Would he, he'd have I to be know. in that state of mind. That, right. I don't uh, know what else, though. Like the DMV and the traffic jam, uh, airport. Airport, airport could be TSA. one of them. Yeah. Put your hands up, Hulk. Go through the go through the metal detector. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I can say at least at least he wouldn't have anything metal on him, right? Or Although he might get sniffed by the the bomb sniffing dogs, right? Or your your plane could be delayed, or canceled, oh, or it's one. overbooked. See, these are the Hulk episodes that we need to see on TV. Every yeah, like <laughs> everyday struggles of Bruce Banner. Yes, we do need to Hulk. see that. All right, so do you have a favorite Hulk? So we got Lou Ferrigno, we got uh, Edward Norton, got Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Uh, and then, ah, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think Mark Ruffalo. I think, uh, as nice as The Incredible Hulk was with Edward Norton, um, it didn't get the reception that all the Mark other Ruffalo's movies got. Hulk. Yeah. yeah his I, mean, I think Edward Norton was a less whiny Hulk, too. Yeah. He as was, Bruce Banner. He, he was a tough one. Yeah, he played more of the smart Yeah, he wasn't like a Bruce pushover. Banner. Like... Oh, uh, Eric Bana. Yeah, oh. That was the other one. Ah. Uh, I wouldn't yeah. go with him as Hulk no, again. No, I would... That's like... That's like the Hulk's version of Batman and Robin. Like, yes. you just forget about that. Yeah. Like, uh, but I would say Mark Ruffalo was just for the fact that 
this was so much hype from when the Avengers came out because it's it's never been done before. Yeah. And I remember seeing uh, the midnight release for the Avengers, and I absolutely thought at the uh, the climax of the film that Hulk just stole it. Yep. He's like, "That's my secret, Cap. I'm always angry," and he stops it. And then when Captain America just turns around, it's like Hulk smash. He just jumps up and smashes everybody. And then when they come down for like the whole like panning of the camera of all the the members of the Avengers, and it's Hulk just in his pose roaring. I was like, yep. "That's where it is. That's where it is." Now, what about you? I don't know. I like the Edward Norton Hulk. I mean, I almost even though it's in the same universe uh-huh. as the MCU. I mean, I get the, why they needed to make the change because of Edward Norton, but I just liked how smart he was. Like, he had the wristwatch to keep his heart Heartbeat, rate down, yep. and just he stayed off the grid. He didn't want to destroy things. Like and he was in a panic, too, when he got cut in the soda factory. He's yep. like, stop it. We need to find it. Like The blood, yeah. The blood. And yep. Stan Lee got So, it. I mean, he was definitely smart. I mean, I think he was definitely smarter, a smarter Hulk. And, yeah. And less whiny and... I mean, towards the end, he kind of got a little whiny with Betty, but uh, I think also if they used Edward Norton, I think the whole calming aspect with uh, uh, Black Widow, you know, the whole calming Hulk down and getting, be... getting him out, I I, th- I think it would work a little bit better than the way Mark Ruffalo and her, even though they're kind of the love interest, I think with Edward Norton and, and Scarlett Johansson, right, might have been a little bit better chemistry than Mark Ruffalo and Scarlett Johansson, but... I feel like no. Edward Norton's Hulk was a little bit bigger, too. Like yes. Taller. And then also, I think as Mark Ruffalo progressed as the Hulk, I feel like uh, his Hulk has also become bigger since the Avengers. Yeah, I, I think one. his angerness gets... Uh, beefs him up. Beefs him up. You know, the nuclear waste just gets He has to clean himself up, yeah. too, and give him a new haircut. And uh, Yeah. Would you ever want, like, a solo, like... Uh, Maybe not necessarily a solo Hulk movie again, but like, what if it was like a, like a, a te- like what you saw with Spider Man and Iron Man? Like, what if it like was a team like up? like a well, team that's up? Kind of like Thor Ragnarok, really. Even oh yeah, even though it was a Thor movie, I mean, it was kind of a Hulk movie. Too. It was like Planet like, Hulk a little bit. Like it was like okay, so Gladiator you got, Hulk. Got, yep, you got Gladiator Hulk right here, who uh, you know wanted to take out Thor. Mm-hmm. Um. But would you want to see that again? Like no, another buddy? I, I think they... I, I don't know who they would do it with now. Right. Because they kind of did that with, with Hulk. I, don't, I guess I don't know. I mean, the only thing that disappointed me about Thor Ragnarok with the Hulk was the Hulk talking. I thought that was garbage. I mean, I get that, I guess, Hulk can talk, but uh-huh. he either talks like Mark Ruffalo, mm-hmm. you know, because his brain, I guess, doesn't... I don't. I don't think Hulk's brain... Yeah, it gets. I guess it gets stupider, really. Yeah, like it he has can't to be. Speak can't speak, like, but then all of a sudden, in this one movie, he now speaks. he can speak. You know what I mean? Like he just didn't learn language. Like why couldn't he speak at least a little bit in any of the other movies yeah. except Hulk Smash? Right. Like, obviously, he understands the Black Widow because mm-hmm. of the calming thing. Right. So, I guess I just don't see why they needed to introduce Hulk talking. Unless he just needed more dialogue to make the movie, that could have been it. Too. Work better, and then, but then again, he doesn't. Did he talk in in Infinity War? I guess I can't remember in the beginning of the movie if he actually he, said words. He said a few words because, like, uh, when 
Mark Ruffalo was in the Hulkbuster, and he was trying to get the Hulk to come out because he was fighting the other big guy in the oh, Black Order. He was, yeah. he was like, come on, Hulk, and Hulk came out, and he was like, no, and then like he went back. Yep. And I was like, come on. So like, now he's fighting. Now he's fighting with his alter ego. Right. Like, it's so weird. Like I just, I guess I've never seen those two as the same person. Like you never see the Bruce Banner arguing with the Hulk. Right. Because I mean, I get like Doctor Jackal and Mister Hyde. They're in the same body, and they and they fight with each other. Mm-hmm. But it always seemed like Hulk was a completely different identity than Bruce Banner. Yep. I mean, even though Bruce Banner knew he turned into the Hulk, but he uh, didn't have any control of the Hulk. Right. So now, but the funny thing is, now does he have control of the Hulk? I think uh, in The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton, when he saved Betty from, like, the army, um, and then he was hiding out in, like, the canyons. Yeah. And, like, there's the lightning, so then, like, he got, like, super protective of, like, Betty. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. He pushed her in the cave because of the lightning and the thunder, and, like... He had that. I. He, it felt like he had that self awareness that he knew it was Betty that he was attracted to her. Yeah, um, kind of almost a King Kong situation, right? And the other thing that kind of takes me up is like you had this whole abomination thing that you saved him for yep. another thing, and it's like you haven't. You saw Red Skull in Infinity Wars, which it's been out for like five weeks. So if you haven't seen it yet, that's your fault. Uh but like. You hadn't seen Red Skull since, like, the first Avenger. Yeah. And it's been ten years now since The Incredible Hulk, and there's there's no abomination. Yeah. Um, the other villain, I, I'm escaping from his name, that they set up because his gamma blood landed on his forehead, which makes him, uh, uh, what's his face? He was, like, the art, besides, he was one of the bigger villains for the Hulk. He, he had, like, an oversized head. Oh, um... Oh, what's his face from Green Lantern, right? Same dude, or no? No, but it was kind of like that though, and like uh, maybe there's something to look up. Yeah, but it's all those things that they set up in that movie that they have never gone back to. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, as much as they say they want to tie those movies together, they reference them because yep. I think like in the first Avengers movie, uh, Ruffalo did mention Harlem. I think it was in the first Avengers movie. That he referenced the events of Harlem. Oh, yep. Uh, but, and it was nice, too, that they brought Ross back for Civil War. And he was in Infinity War for just a split second. Modoc. Yeah, that's him. Modoc with the big head? Yep. Hulk villain, big head. I like how I can Google Hulk, Hulk villain, big head. That's him. Oh, they did, they guessed, they They teased him in The Incredible Hulk because he was uh, helping uh, create the abomination. And so then he got pushed back up against the counter, which spilt the blood on his forehead. Yep. And you could see him start to change, and then that was it. I was like, you're going to set that up and not go back to it. Yeah, so I guess maybe, I mean, obviously there's still the future of the MCU. Right. So, I mean, I guess what is the future of Hulk? I mean, what? where are they going to go? I mean, Infinity War, he didn't die, right? Or no. did, he, did he fade away? I think he... I, I think he's still alive. He's still alive. So, where? I mean, where does the future of Hulk go even after Infinity War? Do you... Do you do the Red Hulk with Ross? Like... Yep, I mean... 
if you're not doing any more adventure movies, what I, I don't I don't think there really is much of a future for Hulk. The Hulk, right? Regardless of how everything turns out, I mean, you got a lot more Marvel characters coming. Yeah, but where do you really go? I, I guess that's that's one question. If you guys out there in the world have a comment of where the Hulk should go, let us know. Let us know. Go to the website. Go to the contact page and send send us out some information. So to close out. Yep. Um, I pulled up a website, 27 Smashing Facts About the Hulk. Uh-huh. We won't go over all of them because okay. that would take all night. Yeah. But I'm going to read a couple, and then I'll post this website up on our website so you guys can read the rest of them. Is it good to have a website? People yes. can actually go up and do things. So, um, let's see. What can we start with? We will start with Hulk See Dead People. I didn't know that. Okay, so amongst his many powers are a couple of unique abilities that aren't as well publicized, including the ability to breathe underwater via a special gland. Wow, I guess I had no idea. Oh wait, didn't he land in the he landed in the ocean? Didn't he? And oh no, that that when the little ball fell from the original Avengers movie, he didn't land in the ocean, did he? No, I think he landed in like an abandoned airport. Oh, that's right. So okay. And the ability to see ghosts, which made him one of the few characters able to see Doctor Strange in his astral form. I had no idea he had that power. See, we learn something new every day. Interesting. I uh, thought it was all brute force and... Yep. Alright, so let's see what else here. You get a Hulk. You get a Hulk. Hulk's for everyone. Longtime Hulk ally Betty Ross and Rick Jonas were also turned into Hulks because Marvel... Who doesn't like who doesn't like an extra little smash? Right. Yeah. So other people are turning into hulks. So number nineteen, this one's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But 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 when the Hulk got his own TV show series in nineteen seventy eight, they changed Bruce Banner's first name to David because the show producer claimed it was unrealistic to have a character with an alternative or a, a what is it? Alternative name. Uh, conveniently forgetting the fact that Bruce Banner was played by Bill Bixby. Huh. Oh, Bruce. They thought his name was Bruce by calling him the same name. Uh, but, yeah. Wow. I did not know that Bruce Banner was actually called David. Me neither. I should ask Lou Ferrigno about that next time I see him at Wizard World. David Banner. Yep, David Banner. Alright, let's see what else we got. Um, let's see, once a Hulk. Lou Frigno, the bodybuilder who played the Hulk, has actually been involved with every live-action Hulk adaptation ever, including a cameo appearance in Ang Lee's Hulk, The Incredible Hulk, and as a voice of the Hulk in the Avengers, Avengers. Age of Ultron. I, I knew that, because I remember hearing, I think it was in the first in Age of Ultron, that he... He, along with Mark Ruffalo, provided the roars and the voice for the Hulk. See, that's kind of cool. Like, just to be able to know that that right. he's been continuing on with the Hulk. He just didn't fall off. And he's always been a good Hulk advocator, too. Yeah. So, okay, coming up short. Arnold Schwarzenegger was also briefly considered for the role, but was rejected for being too short. So, if you don't know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is 6'2". Mm-hmm. Frigno is 6'5". So apparently they wanted the tallest Hulk possible. Makes sense. Yep. Bigger the better. 
That's what I always say. <laughs> All right, let's keep going here. Um, oh, what's this one? Here we go. Never skip head day. Oh, in one oh. version of the Hulk, Bruce Banner would transform, but inexplicably kept his human head, forcing him to have to wear a Hulk mask. How do you... Do you keep it in your pocket just to kiss? Or is, like, your blood flow just not stop. stopping your neck? <laughs> just that would, Bruce Banner. Or would you just freak the hell out of people with a human <laughs> head and a Hulk body? Yeah, that's what I'd do. <laughs> I I think that That's would be funny. really really funny. All right, let's see here. Um, we're down to number four. Norton Smash. Ed Norton rewrote much of the Incredible Hulk, trying to focus more on the character and the Bruce Banner suicide plot. See, that's that's the thing darker is, the darker side of it. Marvel, on the other hand, didn't want to make a big budget suicide movie. Uh, shooting ensued. Norton refused to promote the movie. He was subsequently replaced by Mark Ruffalo in feature films. So, I can see why, you know, he wanted to focus more on, you know, Bruce Banner. Like, right. That's, and that makes sense. I mean, the Hulk is, yeah, the Hulk, but I can... You need Bruce Banner. You need to... Yep, alright. We'll do two and one and everyone else out there. Have fun reading the rest. So, Fear Itself... Although he was one of the founding members of the Avengers, Hulk actually left the group shortly after the first battle against Loki because he realized that his teammates were afraid of him. He stayed away for 50 years before finally returning. 50 years? What? You'd go away for 50 years because people are afraid of you? But it wasn't 50 years between the first movie and... When he came back for Infinity. Right. I mean, I guess he... I guess it was that light years because of Ragnarok? Right. Maybe it was a different time gap. Which... Yeah, but then everyone else would have aged on Earth. I know. That's weird. Someone needs to come back to me on if that's actually true. Alright, last one. Hulk sad. Hulk sad. In the storyline of Hulk The End, everyone on Earth is killed by nuclear war, leaving Bruce Banner to wander the wasteland by himself as an immortal, <laughs> kept alive against his will by the Hulk. Eventually, Banner part of his psyche, uh, eventually the Banner part of his psyche dies, leaving the Hulk alone forever, which is depressing. That's cold. I know. I guess uh, Hulk can live forever if he's in Hulk form. But can he live forever in Bruce Banner form? I don't know. But doesn't he age though? Oh, like, he does. Yeah, take a look at the picture. And like I said, guys, we'll post this on, maybe it's on like our a website slower... so you can check it out. Kind of like a Wolverine, slower aging. Yeah, I mean he is nuclear, so you figure he would deteriorate more, but maybe not. Maybe. So uh, those are some fun facts about the Hulk, right? Yeah, this is, I found out stuff I didn't even know exactly. about. Exactly. So that's what we do on this podcast. You find yes. out things you don't even know. So. Let's uh let's close it out. I think uh, we've exhausted our funness on these two franchises, yeah. Ghostbusters and Hulk. So uh, once again, um, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you. Um, you can find us on uh, our Instagram and Twitter at Loot Time. You can uh, find us on Facebook, Loot Time Podcast. 
You can find us on our brand new website, LootTimePodcast.com. Yes. Find all the awesome stuff that we talked about, some stuff you might find out, stuff you might not even know on there, find mm-hmm. out about us. Um, and on the contact page, contact us via the name and email address and a message about us. That'd be awesome. You can find us pretty much everywhere podcasts are delivered to your brain or ears. But uh, if you're on iTunes, please uh, subscribe, up. subscribe, rate, and review us. We're going to be having a contest coming up based on that alone where you can win an awesome prize. So keep yep. an eye on our website for that. Uh, you can email us as well, um, looptime at yahoo.com. Um, yeah. iHeartRadio? Oh, yeah. Let, let's mention it one more time. You can find us on iHeartRadio now. Yep. iHeartRadio so much. Yes! So, until next time, that's all the loot time we have. I'm Steven Sklansky. I'm Kevin Hebner. Have a good night. Take it easy. Go. <laughs>